So, hey, uh, Kevin isn't here today, so I can make this intro about whatever the hell I want to at this point. Oh, God, here we go. Um, so uh, how, how have y'all been? How, how, how are you been? Never, uh, is, is everything going well? It's going great, Gav. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. Um, how, how are your parents? How's, how's your partner? How's the kids? Everything, everything going well with them? You know I don't have kids. Yeah, great. That's fantastic. It's great to hear about that. How have you been doing, Gav? Yeah, no, no, yeah. Things have been going all right here, you know, just doing my best, living my, living my life, doing the best I can, you know. What are you doing besides work? Yeah, no, uh-huh, yeah. I've been uh, hanging out with Chris. Hi. And, and Neff. Hey. And, uh, yeah, yeah, Elby's been around too, you know. Awesome. Oh, I haven't yeah. seen you around much. Yeah, well, I you know I'd be I'd be doing more, but you know I I got a bunch of DIY projects. There's there's house stuff that I've been worrying about. You know, getting things ready for the summer. How's that piss poor Texas weather? Yeah, no summer. It's been wild, hasn't it? It's just it it came up out of nowhere. It's uh, you know, summer heat real early, ninety five degrees in May. I, I it's, yeah, it's insane. What the fuck? Climate change, am I right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, and you you getting rain? Yeah, no, I noticed the rain's been like it's it's it has been very rainy this year. We usually have a pretty wet wet spring, but it's been pretty dry this year. What about that humidity? Yeah, but the yeah, 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 yeah. The humidity's been up too, so you know the the, uh, the folks that aren't really used to it, you know, have been kind of struggling. Yeah, yeah, eighty five percent humidity, ninety five degrees. Yeah, it's insane for me. It's absolutely insane. This conversation has been extremely boring. Thanks. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, it's not a problem. I'll let you go. I'll let you go on and get back to your better half. Um, yeah, no, I will see you at the bar later. I'm not meeting you at the bar. Uh, no, no, the game starts at 630. Thanks. Perfect. All right. See you then. Hello, folks, and welcome to episode 168 of the Coast to Coast Expanded Universe. My name, of course, is Gavril. These are my lovely co-hosts, Chris. Kevin's going to hate you so much. <laughs> and Neff. Hey. Um, as, as you can tell, Kevin is not here this week. He is, uh, he's, he's got some family stuff he's taking care of. Um, welcome to episode 168. Uh, today's date is May 21st. 2022 b uh i almost said bce ce 2022 it is not bce 2022 but it is ce 2022 um and yeah it is saturday in the late morning and uh we're about to restore ourselves a little podcast now you see when kevin's not here shit's the fine and it goes all crazy and i can do whatever the fuck i want because yeah. kevin can't veto it yeah i'm excited yep um, and we will get yelled at for going on tangents Oh yeah, we will. Um, so, real quick, I'm not really interested in doing a lot of just running through news stories. There's one story, one singular story that I'm specifically going to bring up, just because it's good on them for doing something decent, and that's it. Uh, but besides that, we're just going to kind of have a freeform discussion this week. We're going to kind of 
we got a couple of little topics that we're gonna talk about um and that's about it yeah um so chris why don't you go ahead and jump in because you have the most basic bitch thing possible yeah my base i'm saying you're talking about my what have i done this week yeah okay let me get my let me get my thing back up because i actually closed that because i'm an idiot yep good job there hey screw you i'll cut you uh what have I done this week? Uh, done on Final Fantasy. This is kind of what all, all I do. Um, uh, housing. We got our house, so we got the club section sorted, and we're still working on the actual FC side. I just built a spa today. It was fun. Um, reading. We did clear P3S, so we're working on P4S, and we are almost at feet. Feet stage, so that's fun. Did you Net. say feet stage? I did say feet stage, yes. <laughs> okay. Did you have to clarify that? Did you just make sure that's what I said? <laughs> I was like, did I hear it right? What? <laughs> so the, the, last, the last stage of any savage tier always has a door boss before the actual f- second phase of the fight, which is a checkpoint. Okay. Um, P4S. A lot of people uh, deem the second stage feet fades because because uh, we see the boss's feet. He takes off his okay. shoes and we see his feet. I'm certain Wiki Feet already has a listing. Probably. It's a vampire boy, so probably. <laughs> um. um. We did do a games night on the thir- on Friday the 13th. That was fun. What did we play? Secret Labs? We did? Not you no, guys. we didn't. No, Uh-oh. because we're, oh, we're, we're the second class friends now, Neth. Well, right. because, we, because, I st- because I still went to bed at like 11 o'clock midnight. Go fuck yourselves. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. I, I, have a, I have a healthy sleeping pattern now. Fuck you guys. I know it's it's uh I know it's wild. I, I was still gonna give you shit about it, but I understand. You know I do. I know. Uh, <laughs> oh, I've also played a little bit of Dead by Daylight. I'm terrible at that game. So bad at that game. But it's been fun. Good. I haven't got to kill my uh, friends yet. Damn. Um. Well, I'll launch into mine real quick. Uh, it's been very easy. Uh, I've been playing two games that came out recently or had an update recently. Uh, Rogue Legacy Two. Um and Stellaris, uh, the Overlords DLC came out this week, so I have been playing some more Stellaris, and I've been still been playing a lot of Rogue Legacy. I am taking Rogue Legacy very easy. I'm not going very sweaty on it, so I am over leveling the shit out of things, just having fun. <laughs> Sorry. I don't like you were laughing there for a second. I was gonna see what the fuck you laughing about. I was gonna say, what are you laughing at? Why? Just, I don't know. Just let, just let the man have his fun. I have a bad habit of tryharding, so I'm trying not I'm to get very sweaty. Beds, leave me alone. <laughs> I'm trying not to get sweaty about things. Oh um, my god, my nose is so red. <laughs> and I'm actually going to talk about Rogue Legacy 2 also when I talk about the thing that I'm going to be talking about a little bit later. Uh, the one news story I wanted to t- touch on. Um, huh? Neth, what have you been up to? 
um, I played a little bit of Warzone last weekend. Honestly, not as much as I wanted to, but I couldn't stay awake because I've been sick this week. So it's been a lot of getting rest and falling asleep on the couch while watching Netflix. <laughs> you said your nose was red. I was going to make an Amber Heard joke. <laughs> oh, don't compare me to Amber Turd. It's going to make let's, an Amber let's, Turd let's, joke. Let's stay focused out of that stupid ass trial. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I don't give a shit about your this. nose. Your nose is red. Claim is broken. <laughs> Sorry. No, I don't have. I don't have any red nail polish nearby. <laughs> Gav is done already. Gav is done with it already. He's fucking. He's. He's nope. <laughs> Back on track, you two. Was that everything you've been up to now? Um, yes, that's Sorry. everything. Sorry, I apologize. It's all right, Neff. You have <sighs> you 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 quivered with excitement this morning. I did. I made happy sounds. <laughs> we have. I don't want him to know about Neff quivering. <laughs> we have. Feedback. My face has gone squeaky again. <laughs> <laughs> Stone, got... stone made Neth quiver. <laughs> I'm sorry, Carrie. <laughs> we got an email from Stone with feedback. He would like more segments where everyone is throating their microphones. He is this what he's like... talking about? Probably. Is this what it was? <laughs> oh, ow, that one was really loud and painful. Um, he would also like more discussion about Grinder, which confuses me, and I may have to have a chat with Carrie. I can certainly and help with that. He also indicates that you're all gate. I think he meant to say great, but he forgot the R. <laughs> that or we're all, all just gates. gates. We're all just gates. Is that some sort of like weird... You know, Canadian no, way. No, like, no, it's like no, a weird Canadian no, no. slur. He's, tell, he's telling no, us, no. We're all, he's telling us, we're all Gates McFadden. That's fine. You know what? I'm okay with being Doctor. I'm okay. I'm okay with being Doctor. I'm okay with being Gates McFadden. I can get behind being Doctor. Beverly Crusher. Yeah. You know, criminally <laughs> underrated uh, character. Yeah. You know. I liked her. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. See, I turned it to a positive. Here, so we don't have countries. We don't have shoutouts. We don't have anything else. Um. Just yeah, I guess I got stupidly excited about the email. So yes, send me an email is... if you want to make me happy and have the boys make fun of me for it. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know what? Um, shout out to Stone. He's a decent human being. He is a person. I love Stone. He's an absolute sweetheart. Stone is he the best. Is. Yep. Um, I don't know if so... you can hear the dogs barking, by the way. There's dogs outside no, barking. Can't so... hear anything. Can't hear anything. Okay. Um, so dogs. The one thing I wanted no. to talk about this week as a news story, specifically just as like going through a news story, was accessibility options. That's going to tie into what I want to okay. talk about as well. It's so, going like, to like a the little colorblind and, mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff. Okay. So I'm specifically going to be calling out uh, two games uh, because Sony uh, and the Santa Monica Studio just released the accessibility options list for God of War Ragnarok. Okay. It is intense. So all of the previous, then God of War was actually, actually had quite a bit of accessibility options attached to it. But Ragnarok is taking that and jacking it way up. Um, okay. So let's see. 
Uh, I'm just going to go through a couple of them real quick, and we can talk about any of them if you want to. Um, they're implementing an auto sprint. So when you hold the uh, stick down in a certain direction for a period of time that you determine it is adjustable for the interval, it will automatically begin sprinting at that point for you. Rather than having to click down the button and then click the button again to stop sprinting, it will automatically pivot into the sprint, uh, I like the sprint that. mode at that point. Mm -hmm. Always on reticle, you have a choice to turn on a point of focus. So if you have motion sickness, because that's how most people, that's how a lot of people who have motion sickness can play games. If they have a point that stays stable that they can focus on on mm -hmm. the field of view, it helps. Mm -hmm. And always on reticle. It's why option. the Hans and Franz fight never made me sick in WoW, because I could focus on something. No, that thing made me vomit. Oof. There was, um, see, and I know so many people that said that. It was the one that didn't give me problems. It was, it was the other ones, like, where the ground fell away that I always had problems with, because there was nothing. Hans <laughs> so, and Franz and the train dungeon. Both, mm, nope. See, train didn't bug me either, because I, I had a point I could fix on. So, those are the features that they're carrying over from God of War. Those are some. There's a couple more, but those are the big ones that I noticed. Those are the features they're bringing over from God of War. New to Ragnarok, subtitle and captioning improvements. There is a whole series of drop-down menus and sliders and things that you can check for subtitle and captioning. So you can set custom colors for subtitles. You can adjust the rate of subtitles where they appear from. Things like that. So I'm one of those uh, players. I I'm not. Like I'm not deaf, but my mother is, so I my entire life subtitles and captions has been there. Hundred percent improve those yeah. things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, an increase to the minimum text size, so you have a lot of options to uh, like if you're not if you're if you're just hard of vision, you can actually jack it up way up to extra large sizing. Uh, extra large, oh, extra Oh, nice! Bold. So they're giving you um, you can change the size of the subtitle. Yes. Oh, um, you can also change the color. So if you have problems seeing specific colors, or with uh, some people have like black and white uh, like issues contrast. with reading yeah. the, the contrast, yeah. you can select the color you want your subtitles to be, and you can select the color you want the background to be that the subtitles. Oh, I am, I am on board oh, for all of this. Beyond so far. I'm on board. This. Mm. <clears throat> uh. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, call out a company when you're done. <laughs> uh, and you can also <laughs> adjust this stuff per character. Nice. Oh, so there are okay, seven so like... separate. There are seven separate uh, colors that you can assign to characters if oh. you so choose to. So if you want Kratos to speak in a specific, have his subtitles in a specific color so that they're easy for you to recognize. You can set that as that. Oh, way. that's if brilliant! Somebody, if you want some other NPC that you spend a lot of time with, or you want to set, I, I believe it actually has the ability to set like aggressive and friendly NPCs to a single color palette. I believe I'm not 100%. I have not deep dived into this because I'm not a PlayStation person. So. Oh, I love this. Uh, I love everything about this so far. Uh, um background blur, things like that. So you can set the background color for your subtitle area to blur the background behind it so that it's more readable, so that there's not a bunch of stuff back behind that that, you know, can make you distracted. Super um, helpful because that is a problem in some things. 
Um, audio cues. Audio cues will now have a directional marker if you so choose to have them. So if an audio cue happens, oh, it will show you on the map where the audio cue came from. Okay. It will show, well, it will show somewhere on your screen that what direction the audio cue came from. Okay. Um, massive amounts of customization on their icons and text sizing and colorings and things of that nature. Um, and they've completely rebuilt their controller remapping. So you can customize every button and everything for the game. Uh, and for some actions, you can choose like the like more complex thing, like you're inputting a complex string. The game will allow you to remap that differently. Because, you know, some games will lock you into you have to do this X string every time you do X thing. Well, you can remap all of those buttons and remax, remap the entire string to different things that you want. Um, this was the one that a lot of people have been mentioning, though. This one is coming up. Um... High contrast mode. You can choose to saturate parts of the environment in specific colors. So if you have trouble differentiating, like a lot of these muddy palettes and things like that, you can choose to have the image they use specifically. If you go through that uh, link that I've got in the show notes, you can actually see the these options. Chris, I know you can't. But, no, I can. Um, I can get it up. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So if you go down to the high contrast options, that would give you some idea. But some of the things you could do with this, uh, and include, uh, it excludes the cinematic stuff, unfortunately. But what you can do is, um, is a quick toggle. You can turn on and off anytime you needed to. But what it does is that you can select a color palette for specific sorts of things related to the world, hostile NPCs, friendly NPCs, yourself, things like that. And you can saturate the character model with that entire color. So the image that they've got here is Kratos, but he's blue. He is he's just a, dead he's a big smurf. Nothing but blue. Yes. Um, and you can also uh, adjust the background. So you can desaturate or saturate the background to make it easier for you to differentiate between what's going on. Again, I believe this might be this also might act as a colorblind as a colorblind option thing, and it's also going to help with people who have motion sickness because you can desaturate out the background so that you're not you don't have everything going on in the background. Also, huh? Cool. Um, the camera options that will allow you to have the camera automatically orient on the objective. Which, you know, if you have, if you maybe have limited mobility, you can't hit both sticks at the same time, or you have uh, some coordination issues with that, you can have the camera automatically pivot towards your objective. Uh, You can automate, uh, like, gap jumping, vaulting, mantling. You can automate stuff like that, rather than having to do inputs for that. Nice. Uh, I, I think all of this is great. And the good thing, um, and all, all of this is optional, yeah? Yes. Um, I believe almost all of this is optional. Not 100% on it. Um, in, on-screen interaction prompts will now have a sound cue as well. Mm. Rather than just being an on-screen prompt, it will also have a sound cue. Um, it will also have a sound cue if you're near an interactable object. I'm assuming that would tie into the previous one where sound cues will ping somewhere 
to make a vessel so you know where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. That sort of thing, yeah. Um, and they've got... This is not all of the features that they've added to this game. There this is just a even... small list. This, this, is a, this, is a, this is a portion of what they have added to this game. I think this is fantastic because I believe very strongly that everybody should have a chance to play every game. I yeah. think everybody should have the ability to play the game. That's yeah. one of those reasons why I hate, you know, 1% player-based design, you know? It's like, I don't, I think everybody should have the ability, I think everybody should be given the opportunity to play the game as they can to completion. I think everybody should have that ability. I think that is an obligation of game devs to make sure that their game is accessible to the widest audience possible. Oh, I'm looking it's, through the it's good business sense. I'm looking through the comments here. Um, one of them's comments is number one, awesome. Number two, accessibility features for Last of Us Part Two and Horizon Forbidden West were revealed less than two weeks before release. Someone responded to that, yes, exactly. This gives disabled players plenty of time to decide where the game is suitable for them and enables them to participate in the hype as other gamers do. Mm-hmm. This is, it's fantastic. It's, it's absolutely wonderful. Yeah. No, I think that's um, great. So, to piggyback with this, I'm going to talk about Rogue Legacy 2. Okay. This is okay. less of an accessibility thing, but it's also is kind of an accessibility thing. So, I personally know several people that, uh, that have developmental, what, what you consider developmental disabilities or differently abled. Um, a very dear friend of mine's child is differently able. Um, they, I'm not going to get too deep into that, but the, the child is differently abled. He has some issues with things. So what Rogue Legacy 2 does is that it has a no-judgment difficulty system. What I mean by that is that there is a section in the game called House Rules that is unlocked immediately when you start playing the game. What House Rules does is it gives you a large selection of toggles that allow you to customize your game experience. Okay. Uh, enemy damage, enemy health, both up and down. So it goes down to 50% and up to 200%. So you can make enemies in combat easier. No judgment on you. It does not go, oh, hey, you're playing on pussy mode. Remove some of the platforming elements from the game. You have a toggle that can make the platforming elements easier. You have, and there's also a toggle that completely removes platforming elements. It gives you the ability to fly. Maybe you don't have the, uh, the fine motor control that allows you to make some of these more difficult jumps. You can take, do that. You can turn off environmental damage. You can turn off enemy collision. You can do all kinds of other things with this. I like that this is a no-judgment difficulty scaling because it gives people that may have less ability to be able to engage with a game that might have, you know, a very high skill cap that, you know, it requires a lot of fine motor control. It gives them the opportunity to engage with the game also. Let me go see. Let me see what's actually in the exact house Okay, yeah. Uh, so you can increase the slow time while you're aiming. So uh, certain classes are ranged. They have an aiming thing. So it will slow down time 
very slightly, you can actually adjust that to increase the slowdown of time while you're aiming to give you more opportunity to pivot things on. Uh, contact damage, toggle difficulty rating, uh, flight toggles, things like that. I think that's just another good way, because if I really wanted to, if I wanted to get tryhard, I could sit there and jack all of the enemy <laughs> damage and enemy health up to 200% and have a really tough game. But if somebody does not maybe have the coordination for that or somebody that just doesn't want to deal with that or maybe just doesn't want to, uh, maybe doesn't have the fine motor control for some of the more tricky platforming elements, it's a good option. It gives them the ability to play the fucking game too. And it doesn't sit there and go, well, you don't get achievements for this. You don't get anything for this. You know, you're kind of cheating. It's not a cheat menu. It's just house rules. This allows you to customize the game and play experience to the way that you would like it. Good. So I, I kind of pivoting, kind of piggybacking on the earlier accessibility options. I think that this is a good thing we're seeing more and more from the industry where it's allowing for the fact that not every gamer is the exact same way. Oh, I like it. Not every gamer is built the same, you know? So I'm very happy about it. I, I like to see this. Chris, you said, uh, we're going to talk about possibly pivoting on from this into what you wanted to talk about this week. Yeah, because it's the kind of exact opposite. Mm. Mm. Come on, have you looked at the accessibility features that this ga that the game has? I I felt like it had decent enough features. I mean, it wasn't like a fully fleshed out suite, but I felt like comparative to some other games, it's very much progressive in its accessibility features. Mm, agree or disagree? Um. Okay, not so I, imagination. no, it's not. Uh, there's a lot of community stuff that's enhanced that and tried to help that's now getting shit on so um i'm i wanted to bring up the final fantasy 14 um issues that we've been having of late with the third party tools uh a lot of people are as as anyone who plays 14 should be well aware 14 uh, does not allow third-party tools. They are against terms of service. Uh, if you use them, you are risking your account. Does everyone agree with that? Yeah, I'll mm -hmm. be right back. Just give me one sec. Keep talking. Okay. Um, Yoshi P uh, two weeks ago released a statement at the, after the completion of the Dragon Song uh, Ultimate Raid uh reiterating their stance on third party tools um and specifically trying to qualm is that the word I'm looking for any any calm. fears calm any fears that people were uh using uh things like private servers to learn the fight so that they could get it all cleared quickly and stuff like that. We will have a link to the article uh, and the the post that Yoshi P put out. But it has sparked a lot of discussion and controversy throughout the 14 community. I think that's fair to say. Oh, yeah. Um, mostly on whether 
third-party tools, sh- at least some should be allowed, or if or the, the developers should maybe use take the functionality of some of these tools and make it baseline. A lot of that stuff comes from accessibility, because one of the big things that a lot of these third-party plugins, not all, but a, definitely a good chunk of them, do is accessibility issues, allowing people with disabilities and things like that to actually play the game the way they want to play the game or the way they're able to play the, the way they're able to play the game um so first off uh just straight up don't use plugins don't talk about plugins don't do any of that jazz you will be risking your account uh there is for for the for a very long time there's been a very clear don't ask, don't tell in the Final Fantasy community. You don't talk about plugins in games, you don't ask about plugins in game, you don't do any of that shit. Um and some of the major controversies, some of the major discussions have came up over streamers getting banned, because streamers have been banned while streaming because because of their third party plugins. Uh, if you guys look at the bottom link, uh, a, a streamer called Bagel Goose FF, uh, was banned midstream, uh, mid Dragon Song attempts, uh, for using third party tools. He had his DPS meter showing. He had a third party tool which. Uh, went against Terms of Service because it modified, and this is a quote from the t- uh, TOS, modifies the UI to display additional information uh, and any action, uh, and obviously any actions of public state, p- any actions or public statements that promote third use of third-party tools. So he was streaming third-party tools, so that's that one. And the add-on and the add-ons that he was using showed additional uh, details for buffs and debuffs uh, for him and his group as well as his DPS meter. Uh He was banned midstream, taken to GM jail, and his account was given a 10-day suspension. His Twitch account was uh, given a a 10-day ban as well. Fair. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100% Un- agreed. Under terms of service, completely firm. Yeah. But it has sparked a conversation. Some There are plugins that are just quality of life. Why are you making it less difficult? That's what the conversation has become, really. Why, why are some of these plugins wrong? We understand why some of them are. Why are all of them wrong? Why are all of them unfair? So I think you have to look at it I think you have to look at it from the aspect of a lot of people will use the slippery slope argument. And I use the slippery slope argument with this all the time when it comes to add-on. And especially in 14, which famously is a game that discourages the use of add-ons. Uh and I mean very clearly discourages it from the top down. Mm-hmm. Um 
and I firmly believe that their belief, and that I kind of agree with, is that it is a slippery slope problem. If you allow one person an instance of, well, I have a, a type of colorblindness that's not covered by any of the accessibility options, well, I can just download an add-on that adjusts the color palette to suit my specific colorblindness. I'm totally fine with that. But the problem is, is that once you, once you begin doing things like that, you begin opening the door to more and more, the, the way that they're going to look at it. You're going to open the door to more and more add-ons that affect the game, and then eventually you're going to come into a situation where it's like the, um, I, I mentioned this earlier, the WoW add-on that allowed, the because WoW's API used to allow you to draw on the environment. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to get into a situation. Everywhere. Yeah. That's basically what I used it for, but what other people used it for was basically automating fights, telling people exactly how and where to move in a fight and telling them exactly what they needed to be doing them doing at that time. So they didn't have to worry about mechanics. They just looked for the arrow on the ground that said, hey, move over this way and then go back to your rotation for 15 seconds. That is actually part of a plugin that uh, the majority of the plugin community disagrees with. So that is actually something that is available. And a lot of us, a lot of people hate that plugin and hate that it exists. So it, I get where Square, where Squeenix is coming from on this, in that they are worried that allowing anything that is not officially sanctioned to exist will embolden people who are going to look for any mechanical advantage they can get, and it sucks for the community that needs those accessibility options that they're clamoring for and that some of these UI, some of these add-ons handle, like the, the, the colorblind example I was giving, I gave, you know, yep. you may not, you might not be able to differentiate between a certain mob type or a certain area in the game world. Because no, I can tell you something, I can tell you one specific, I can tell you something that that is used, that, that people would use that for. There is a, and a lot of the Savage, there is a, typically a red blue or a red green that you uh debuffs that go up on everyone people with colorblindness find it very difficult to determine which is which mm -hmm. um and for some people the the palettes available do not fix that so it makes the game they cannot possibly under any circumstances viably place that be savage raiders because of it because those mechanics are typically one person fucks up, that's it. Those are typically yeah. personal responsibility me mechanics. Mm -hmm. It was one of the things I liked about um, Among Us. I know it's a weird, it's a weird pull, but when you did the wires task, it wasn't just match the color. They also had the symbols on either side, so you could match the symbols to each other. Yeah, well, that wasn't even like, that wasn't even there initially. They added that. They added that yeah. accessibility later on the road. But I mean, like, at least they, that's what I'm saying. Like, they, they added it as an option because they realized that, oh, this is somewhere where, like, we could improve. Like, it wouldn't be hard for Final Fantasy to find a way to make it like, okay, green is this symbol and green and red is this symbol and red. And so, okay, I know I'm looking for a combination. You know, like, for people who are colorblind, they're looking at the symbol. For people who aren't, they're looking at the color. But at least that way you have... I can think of at least one. I can think, in fact, in, in this current tier, the very first fight has 
has a chains mechanic where everybody will get either a red debuff or a purple debuff. Um, there's no visual indicator really until it pops, and by the time it pops, and if you're not in position, you're fucked. Oh. So the that's... only indicator is the red or purple debuff that has a timer on it, which, by the way, the timer doesn't show up baseline on the party frames. What? The timer shows up in your personal debuffs, but it doesn't show up on party frames, so you can't coordinate. Now, is there an, is there an option within that that allows you... Because I know the party frames have... No, there's uh, no option to put timers on party there's frames. There's no option to put on party frames, okay. Okay. <laughs> That's that's something to possibly look into or to adjust the visual aspects of it so that it is a more readable situation. That is the first boss of this tier that has major accessibility issues because, again, it is a personal mechanic. Mm -hmm. You cannot take someone who's colorblind into that fight. A specific type of colorblindness. Specific type of colorblindness. Yes, someone who cannot see those colors, they can't do that fight. Yeah, they're they're just a liability for the group at that point. And it sucks because it's not fair yeah. on these people. No, 100% it's not. It, it excludes them. And again, there's plugins that, and I'm, again, not encouraging the use of plugins, but at the same time, there are plugins that help these people actually be able to play the fucking game. But in that specific instance, yes, I see, I see that as a failure of development. On that instance, that is a failure of development. That is something that, yes, if you need to, if if you are a world first raider, or you are a progression raider, or you are any kind of raider, period, and that's something that you want to do, I understand the desire to ensure that you can access it. I I've talked about this before. I believe that you should be able to add. All content should be accessible by all people if they so choose to engage in it. To engage with mm -hmm. it. I also understand that from Squeenix's standpoint, they don't want anything not authorized being used. I, it's kind of a playing with fire situation for the player because if you want to engage with this content, you need to take a risk with your account. In the past, that was totally fine because most people, you, you could download the add-ons that specifically were for your accessibility reasons and no other reason. Um, like, oh, hey, well, I need something that flips this specific color palette and changes this specific color palette so that it's more visible to me. I don't need party timers. I don't need debuff timers. I don't need, you know, deadly boss mods for 14. I don't Which, need... by the way, fuck that add-on. Fuck that plugin. I hate the person that made that plugin. I need actually literally... actually DBM for 14. No, and you will never know about it. Fuck that shit. I need specifically this one specific add-on that changes a single RGB value in the color palette. That's all I need it to do. That's something that I would say you take care of yourself. But at the same time, you also try to raise awareness about it. Because I'm certain if one person is facing that issue, more than one person is definitely facing that issue. Now, and as we know, they have, been, they have usually been fairly responsive to their community. 
Now here's the problem. Here's the problem. Because it's been when it came to plugins, and this was actually brought up in an Asmund Gold interview where he interviewed a uh, mod, a plugin developer for 14, uh, which will be linked in the show notes as well. Because there's been, for the last eight plus years, a don't ask, don't tell policy, and it's always kind of been the the answer for any time a plugin was mentioned was no, was not going to happen, never. The community can't really bring up these kind of issues because we can't. They can't say this plugin exists. This plugin well, does you that. You don't, you don't have to talk about the plugin to talk about accessibility. You don't have to talk about a plugin to talk about accessibility. You go, hey, I have this specific kind of color blindness. This color palette does not work for my type of color blindness. There are. 5% of colorblind people or 10% or 20 or 40 or 50% of colorblind people have this same colorblindness issue. Can you do something so that more people can enjoy the game? You don't have to sit there and go, hey, I need to use an add-on to take care of this. Can you fix it? These you don't have to mention it. These add-ons only exist because they haven't fixed these problems. How much have people petitioned on it? How much have they brought this up? How much have they talked about this? They've not, this because a, they can't. Is this, is this a small community that is not being amplified by the larger community problem? A lot of it, there's our accessibility. Actually, yes. If you, you talk about, if you talk about plugins on any type of forum, you're shot down by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. By any, so anything like this, that. It sounds like this is a situation of a smaller community being drowned out because A, optics, B, the language used, C, primarily the optics and the language used. If you brought this up purely as an accessibility issue and had, and you could get the rest of the community on your side without mentioning add-ons, without mentioning that, hey, I need to use a plugin to do this. I need to use a mod to do this. Do you think based on some of the other stuff that uh, Squeenix has done and Creative Business Unit 5 or whatever the fuck name there is, name it is, do you think that that might be a better course of action rather than just fixing the issue themselves and just saying that this is how it is? Potentially, potentially, I do. I, 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 I see where you're coming from. Potentially, I do. Um. Now that being said, there are things that we've been asking for for years that have still not came into the game. But this is an accessibility issue. I, I would hope they would prioritize that. I and I feel like, and this is this is you know humanizing you know somebody at the top of a corporate chain who really is more than anything very much a a I, yoshi p uh no yoshida is very involved in the development of the game but at the same time he is also you know the figurehead for this specific group so he doesn't get a lot of p it's the ben brode issue from hearthstone all over again. yeah it's ben brode from hearthstone all over again it's like you think that just petitioning this one person mm-hmm. and yelling at one person is going to fix a problem it's it's problems with cults personalities you know mm-hmm. i think that 
given the option, I think that based, and this is <clears throat> with how involved Yoshida is, I think that, and the fact that he has publicly stated that he wants as many people as possible to play the game that he enjoys and to for them to enjoy it too. I think that that accessibility options are definitely a thing that could gain traction. It depends on how it's been presented up to this point, though. You know? No, I see what you're saying. I will say for years, a lot of it was marked, it was not spoken about because of the fears of risking my account because I'm mentioning that I'm using an add-on to fix an accessibility problem. Which is a valid fear, right? So... Um, now, the, in the article, in the, in the posts that Yoshida put out, he did talk about how they are utilizing, they are looking at some of these plugins on how they can implement them into the game, which they have already done, actually. 6.1, actually, there, there, there was, not anymore, because it doesn't, it doesn't need to exist, um, a plugin that gave you a little tick mark when you had claimed amount so that if you if you hovered over the mount there would be a little tick mark saying you own this you don't need it again the, oh my the God. Um, that didn't exist yeah. there was a plugin for that okay well a i didn't know there was a plugin for that but b i definitely knew it didn't exist so they actually have that works and that's a thing now as of yeah. as of six one that is a thing does it work for the minions too minions mounts yep, yep. The trackable, the, See, the trackable. That's platform. awesome because that used to be my like my frustration. Like, because I like going in one of the things I like in any game is buying the minions. And oh my god, it used to get so annoying, like having to go like go into the auction house, look what's for sale, go out of the auction house, see if I have. It works for orchestral rolls as well for music. Oh, see, that's awesome. Like that, and, like, and it's such a simple thing to like, like, it's such a minor thing, but then for people like me who like collect that kind of shit, it's such a quality of life thing. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That was just a little plugin to did that. Then now it's a thing, it's a thing, it's a game. So they are looking at these plugins. By the way, as a note, the tech they told us years ago, we can't implement that. That's not, that's not going to happen. It happened. <laughs> just, just saying, it happened. But the, the, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of, and I understand the slippery slope because I've seen the slippery slope. The slippery slope is things like DBM for fourteen, which fucking so stupid that it even exists. Fucking so dumb. Really old hand for the most part. The game does like the game telegraphs everything like i am the dbm for for the raid team in fact me and uh, one of the other guys and the the raid team we are rotating for so like this tier i am doing one two and three he's doing four next tier we're going to rotate and do different uh different bosses and be the dbm for the raid team like oh, we're so calling shit out yeah okay yeah like we don't need a dbm because everything's fucking telegraphed that's the whole point of 14 rating. Like you, you look at the fight, you look at the nuances. Which, again, for some people, the nuances I, aren't tailor... Yeah. Call I it, mean, that, that's how I remember rating in Classic. Like, I, we mm, didn't use DB... 
Like eventually it existed, but like um, I don't I don't remember we didn't use it for So I remember using big wigs in Burning Crusade. I think it was Big Wigs we used. I remember once Burning Crusade came out, everybody on my server used big wigs. That yeah. was a requirement to get into anything. Yeah, you had you had to have big wigs. hundred percent I remember I remember so big wigs in, for Burning Crusade. So in classic you had bespoke encounter-based add-ons that you needed to use. I remember this because I remember uh, Bomb Timer. We had specific Bomb Timers for Molten Core. It was... We just did call-outs. There were specific... We had a... Uh, I remember when I was playing in Classic, there was, an, there was a very simple add-on that all it did was slash yelled whoever had the bomb. When he cast bomb. Oh, for Baron Geddon. Yeah, for Geddon. I do, that, I I do like, remember that. Yeah, I do yeah. remember that. So in classic, it was more about individual encounter-based things. BC really, to me, I know this might be wrong. BC to me really saw the advent of uh, a suite that handled everything, rather than you picking and choosing what mechanics you needed to help with. Because I remember I had no problem with the bomb because I had giant raid frames. I had I had a raid frame add-on that showed a debuff, and I was just like, I could yell at somebody about that and go, "Hey, you got the bomb. Get the fuck over to the uh, get over to the archway so that you don't die." You know. <laughs> oh God, LB decursive. <laughs> yep, decursive. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> One of my hunters' pets. That's his name. Is decursive. <laughs> Um, the the was... pet is specifically Cro-Magus <laughs> because oh. that was a Decursive fight. So I went and tamed um, him when he when he became tameable, so and I named it Decursive. <laughs> Chris, I linked a Game Rant article that was published a week ago. All right, I'll have a look. Uh, it's specifically the title for it is Final Fantasy XIV fans think the game needs to improve its accessibility options for blind players. Yeah. So this is this is this is all this is coming out a lot more since that post and the band started coming out. This is op this is essentially opened the floodgates for that dialogue. Yes, and that's a good thing. Like I get it. This is how you make somebody pay attention. It's like something happens and then you go, "Oh, well, Maybe we need to talk to them about this rather than just trying to fix the issue ourselves. But at the same time, I understand that the developer up to this point has not shown interest in this. And I get it that it's like two competing ideologies going against each other. Like the players want to be able to play the game. That's what they want. Mm -hmm. The developer wants to keep the game as pure as possible. And prevent a bloat of add-ons from basically destroying the structure of the game. I get both aspects of it, but it's like you have to have a dialogue open. And unfortunately, sometimes you have to be amplified in that dialogue. Like the, the, the minority group in the dialogue needs to be amplified. You know, the little person needs to be amplified versus Goliath. You know, David has to have somebody in his, on his side helping hype him. 
versus Goliath. Here. Can I can I also note one thing? And I, I don't I hate that this has became this is this is something that has came from this. A lot of people seem to think it's a them them and us type thing, but they're splitting that them and us into Western players and Japanese players. The mod, the, the the plugin developer that Asman had an interview with, he made it very clear. Uh, almost fifty percent of the downloads from the, for those plugins, and one of them has well over a million downloads, is split fifty fifty Western J- 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 Japan. It is not a them and us. There is Western players and Japanese players that use plugins. It just so happens that the in a couple of the situations where a streamer has got banned, it has been because Five Chan has decided to mass report that player. You will find you will find the same stuff on 4chan if you go looking for it. You will find the same stuff on Reddit if you go looking for it. It just so happens that these particular streamers that have that have had articles done about them is because of a 5chan mass report. It is not them and us. It is a lot of people all over from both sides of Western Japan that want accessibility and quality of life and again a lot of those players hate the really intrusive plugins and they they do not support them Mm -hmm. i I just wanted to make sure that was said no 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 i appreciate it um i think this is very much an issue of i partially think this might be an issue of people ascribing an omnipotence to a group that is not omnipotent um you're talking about a 10 year old game that was built in a very different era that was built in a year because it was redesigned from the ground up in a year there are elements to this game that are very old holdovers and literally designed in spaghetti code yes so i think that there are people that are looking at this from an aspect of well they should have fucking done this why didn't they do this i'm just gonna go fix it myself when it might be an issue of like we've only had one person or two people or you know scale that up we've only had a thousand people mention this is a problem we have 22 million players worldwide so you know, it might not be super important for us to divert development resources to do this thing, this, to fixing this yeah. issue. Whereas the player base is sitting there like, well, you should have fucking fixed this already. This has been around for 10 fucking years. Why isn't it fixed? I'm just going to fucking handle it myself. There's so it's like, there, there's a weird disconnect there. It's, it's, I, I completely agree. Like, there, there's some, there's things that could have been in the game that, probably should have by this point but there's not a lot of resources being put into it i know there is a plugin out there that gives you a job bar uh lets you that puts all of your jobs on a single bar lets you swap between them without you having to make a million macros to make a job bar it's it's just little quality of life things like that that could be implemented into the game mm-hmm. if the resources were put into it but because they haven't been in the last 10 years, people have made things to get those quality of lives that should have already been there, you know? Yeah. No, no, no. I 100%. I, I, I understand where you're going with that. 
like there's uh, one there there's one out there for an emote bar because there's a mil you've seen the fucking emote list in 14 i know it is whew. it got awful it is their their emote system whew. got awful but yeah whew. there is a million and one emotes with a terrible ui and if you wanted to, you could literally fill all of your bars with emotes and still not have enough space for all of them. And still not have all of them, yeah. So there is, there's plugins out there that give you an, a, a good UI for emotes so you can use them as you need them. It's little quality of life cool. things like that. Like, I don't see these as hurting the game. I see these as enhancing the game because the developers aren't doing that. Yeah. Now, Crash brings up something in chat. If okay. only ten people can, if ten, if only ten people can't get into your store because you don't have a handicap handicap ramp, that's still a problem. You should have fixed it. Yes, but you're ascribing like ADA standards or whatever. Uh, in the U.S. It's Americans with Disabilities Act standards to a video game. It's. I don't think you can look at it the same way. Why not? Well, because it's a legal requirement in the United States of America to have a handicap-accessible building. In this game, it is not a legal requirement, so it is not something that they immediately designed around. Now, I think that players... Yes, it is a barrier... Crash is bringing up that it's a barrier of entry that costs you customers. And I think that that is very much. I agree. I think that in this specific situation, it is an apples and oranges kind of comparison, though. I think that when you're dealing with this, especially when you're dealing with economies of scale, when you're dealing with scale, that this is not something that they, that the developer thinks about. This is not something that comes up in the developer's mind because they are attempting to design something with as broad appeal as possible. They, and this is a problem with game development that seems to be improving as time has gone on, wherein the accessibility options and accessibility, th the, the th thinking of the game in an accessibility fashion has been a secondary or tertiary objective. You know, it's not been a primary objective. It has not been an objective high on their development needs list. I think that it has improved significantly in, I'd say, the last five to ten years. Actually, Whereas, mm -hmm. it, just using, I, I just Googled because I was kind of curious. So, like, does, does software need to be ADA compliant? All electronic and information technology must be accessible to people with ex with disabilities. So software already needs to be ADA compliant. So yeah, but that's, that's an American so, thing. So that's, I, I will dig that up a little it's, bit further. I would assume like, that's requirements an requirements are, go ahead. I'd assume that if it's ADA accessible, if it's to follow ADA requirements, I would assume that as an American requirement. If the, I would, I would probably say if the game is Japanese in origin, like 14 is, they would follow mm -hmm. Japanese law. So it would depend on what the Japanese law is. I would assume. But I am... Well, I don't... No, but I don't know about that, Chris, because... Because it is like, released in the States. Mm. Right, because if, mm. if it's released in a market, it has to meet the requirements of that market because there's things like Facebook that have to meet the privacy requirements of what's in EU, and that's, that's 
Very different from the U.S. Right. It's much. It's much stricter for privacy. Severely stricter. Yeah. Canada and EU, and they have to meet the standard of what our standard is, not what their standard is. So why would it not also apply further? Right. That actually is a good point that I didn't think of. I would say because fourteen does have accessibility settings it does whether whether up to par or up to standard is a different question but they have accessibility issues could it just be a case of well you have these you have met a requirement Nath and Gav are currently googling oh, um I'm so looking I will I will uh, I will get the iOS uh, standards uh, the ISO standards for uh, no that's fine and but, I, might, I might be wrong. Like I said, I literally just Googled the software after while, ADA compliance. So while, Gav, while Gav is Googling, I will mention uh, a, a slight tangent within the same scope. Zeppla, Zeppla uh, HQ, uh, the American streamer who lives in uh, Europe, uh, she released a video really recently talking about the a list of, ad, of plugins uh, well, not a list of plugins, sorry. A list of plugin features that should be and could be made baseline for accessibility issues, um, which will also be linked in our show notes. Um, highly recommend you give it a look. Uh, it's a very, very good list. This was actually a list uh, compiled by Zeppelin's community. She put out a tweet on Twitter saying what add-ons, what plugins, and what features did the, that these plugins bring would you like to see made baseline in the game? One of the, A lot of them was being uh, major quality of life stuff, um, stuff like that, and accessibility stuff. Um, there was also a video which another which will also be linked in our show notes um from mr happy i don't usually like mr happy's content personally i i'm not a fan of his content but he had a very fair and very informed point and view on this issue that i thought was extremely well thought out and extremely well detailed and very fair to both sides um so I I've had I've got that linked as well, and I do think people should have a look at that. Um, again, I'm not a big fan of his content usually, but I genuinely thought it was very well informed and very succinct and very well thought opinions. How's how's the research going, Gavril? Um. <laughs> so there is a crazy quilt patchwork of compliance uh, between the W3C uh, World Wide Web Consortium, um, the ISO, um, ADA, Department of Justice, all sorts of stuff in the U.S. Mm -hmm. um, there is a lot of weasel words that they can use to get around it. Um, but in general, video games due to the nature of the fact that the game is designed to for a specific skill set technically are not strictly covered communication in the games has to have some there is a there is a matter of compliance that the communi that communication in games has to adhere to or approach but they are not strictly ADA uh they're not strictly need to be ADA compliant 
Okay, so technically they do not have to have accessibility stuff. Technically. Technically, yes. Um, there is a set of uh, there is a set of uh, web related compliance things that <clears throat> are that is currently undergoing its five year review right now. Um, so ISO standards have a five year review process usually. Um, and then the W3C is also uh, working on a new set of compliance guidelines for web based things. But where it falls in relation to video games is also a is also a kind of murky gray area because a lot of the current ISO standards and the WC3 compliance guidelines are written with websites in mind, web content, YouTube, Netflix, things like that. Not actually online games and stuff like that. Which is a whole host of different issues. Yeah. So LB actually actually quotes the exact thing for video games. Uh, which is exceptions will be made if compliance is impossible because of resources and expenses at the time of development. So if they can argue, that's what it was saying. The we, that's the weasel stuff I was talking that's about. The if weasel. they can argue, that's that the weasel they, stuff that I was yeah, talking about. That they didn't so. have the resources or the or the the monetary expenses to be able to do it. Yes. Mm. So. I'm out of tea. I'm sad. I would like to. I'd like to point out though that I don't. And no one can say that I don't call out fourteen Square Enix when they're being sh- shitty. No, for <laughs> sure. I just. I feel. I feel like it was, I was for a while there. I was very just always pro fourteen. No, no. If they, if if I disagree with them, I'll fucking tell. Them, I'll fucking say that I disagree with them. <laughs> mm. And in this yeah, situation, I do. I do overall disagree. With with the their stance on third party tools, I I agree with the the logic of a lot of this shit can get really intrusive and can really mess stuff up, and I completely do not encourage those plugins at all under any circumstances because fuck those things. I I, I worry my problem my my worry is it becomes a service dog issue. Clarify on that, please. Service dogs in the United States of America do not have an accreditation. There is no actual process by which your animal is recognized by the United States of America as being a certified service dog. There is no database. There is nothing like that. There are There is no federal database listing service dogs. There is no county, local, state, whatever. All you have to do is say your animal is a service dog in the United States of America, and because of ADA, you cannot question that person. That seems like really? a major loophole. I, I am not shitting you in the slightest. I was not allowed to kick people out whose dogs were shitting on the floor and were barking and potentially threatening to bite people. Because all I, all I was allowed to say when I worked at Target, all I was allowed to say as a manager, going up to somebody who had an unruly animal with them, it's like, hi, sorry to bother you. I just needed to know, is that a service animal? And if they say, yes, you can't do anything. I can't do shit. If they say, See, no, if they're dumb enough to say, no, it's not a service animal, I'm like, okay, well, I'm, unfortunately, I'm going to have to inform you that your animal cannot be in the store at this time uh, due to health and safety viol- due to health and safety reasons. So I'm going to ask you to please leave the store uh, with your animal. 
If they say yes, it's like, oh, okay, sorry to bother you. You have a wonderful day, okay? That's oh, wow. it. Okay. Regardless That's... of what the dog is doing, unless the dog is being a strict danger to other human beings, like it is biting people, I could not move, make somebody leave my store. Even though I knew the animal was not a service animal. A service animal doesn't sit inside of a buggy. A service animal doesn't go up and bark at people. A service animal, if properly trained, knows what they're doing. They have their harness on. They know what the harness means. They know that means stick to your person. I have dealt with service-trained animals. I have dealt with diabetic alert dogs. I have dealt with uh, seeing-eye dogs. I have dealt with people that have dogs because they're hard of hearing. I have dealt with yeah. all kinds of service animals in my life. I know what I'm looking at when I see a service dog. Yeah. That doesn't mean I'm infallible. I could look at a dog and go like, I don't fucking know. It's fucking whatever. It, it's the same thing with the emotional support dogs. Like, Emotional support dogs for some people are very important. They are a service dog. Mm -hmm. But people abuse yeah, people abused emotional support animals to get on planes with their dogs. They didn't have to emotional board their dog or ship dog. them. <laughs> yeah. They 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 people abused it. That is that is, I believe, the concern that Square Enix has on this is that people will abuse systems that they allow. To the point that it, it it is just completely perverting the system to the point that they have to start taking action, and unfortunately they're going to catch innocent people in that at the same time. Yeah. Which the problem is, it's a double-edged sword for people who need these accessibility options because they either get ignored or they get criminalized on it. At the end of the day, because a broad sweep has to happen and they have to ban everybody that uses a specific mod, a specific add-on or plugin that handles things related to their accessibility. Well, Johnny Two Fucking Thumbs found out that, you know, if you use this specific setting within that accessibility mod, it makes this one, this one instance really easy to deal with in the game. Well, please don't use it like that. The accessibility people will say, please don't use it like that. The Square Enix people will say the people who are just trying to get an advantage are going to go, whatever, fuck you. I'm going to do whatever it takes. And then the people who are using it for accessibility reasons are then criminalized and penalized because of the actions of another person. This is why it's important that the there is an open line of communication between players who need those accessibility options and the developers so that they can have a timeline of, oh, well, let us get our dev team to look at that and see what's going on. Would... Dev team can come back. Hmm? Sorry, go on, go on. I thought you were finished. No. The dev team can come back two days later and go, well, it'd take us uh, a week of dev time to get this, this feature implemented. Um, and, you know, that's fine. We can work with that. You know, then they get rid of the need for the add-on. And then the accessibility people are fine. And then the add-on developer can discontinue development of the add-on. And then everybody's using that add-on and be banned after a certain period of time. Um, would an API like Blizzard and other companies use for add-on development 
be an option, do you think? Because there is no current, there currently there is no API, public API for for Final Fantasy fourteen. Fourteen. I think they, I think from the perspective of Squeenix, they would be concerned allowing an API into the wild because of their stance on third-party modifications to the game and the eastern purity of the game, of the MMO, I think, that, 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 which is that sort of boogeyman a lot of people bring up. It's like, oh, well, Japanese gamers don't use mods, don't use add-ons. That's not true. <laughs> it's not true. We know this to be not true. But that's the boogeyman a lot of people bring up. When people mention like, oh, well, why doesn't 14 allow mods? Well, you know, the Japanese, they just don't like mods. They, they, it's something about the purity of the game, you know? I think that would be the concern that people are going to raise. And, you know, when people, when enough people believe in something, unfortunately, it has a very nasty habit of coming true. So if enough people think that if enough people think that, oh, well, the Japanese don't use mods, well, if enough people repeat that enough times, Square Enix might go, well, Japanese players don't want mods, so we should probably not add the API in for mods. That'd just make them mad. <sighs> okay. Now, um, in, a in a world where that stance isn't a thing. This is a hypothetical, obviously, because that's there are people that are out there that do 100% think that Japanese don't like mods. It's not fucking true. Stop saying that. Um, <laughs> sorry. I'm, I'm very passionate, Ned. Can you tell? Um, uh, you got it right close there. <laughs> it's not true. Stop saying it. He's, he's, he's trying real hard to make Stone very happy, okay? <laughs> Trying real hard, yo. Um, well, we haven't talked about Grinder yet. <laughs> later. Um, okay. Grinder for fourteen coming soon. Giggity. Um, would a API be something that would be able to be policed by Square Enix to ensure that it was just mods that are quality of life? To ensure that it was just mods that were accessibility. Ensure that it wasn't anything like. DBM for 14, which again, fucking stupid. Sorry. So that's the problem is that you can limit the access an API has. Wow did exactly that with the drawing on the world. They removed that functionality from the API. That is something that is thoroughly within uh Creative Business Unit 5 or whatever's purview to be able to limit access to the API. The problem then becomes is that well, what happens if one of those accessibility things is one of those things they don't allow? What happens if you need one specific AI, uh, API call to make a specific thing work? At that point, would it then be feasible to say to Square, right, you've given us the API, you've given us these access to these things. These are the things that add-ons were able to do beforehand but because of this, you have the new API, they can't. Can you implement them in-game for us now? Would that be feasible? Going specifically down the 
accessibility route because the thing is that's where a lot of the mods started off from that's where a lot of plugin developers that's where a lot of the plugins started from back in realm reborn it was all accessibility it moved into quality of life and then it moved into from a small group to be i want to do whatever the fuck i want to do but it all started from a place of accessibility so i want to bring up something okay until 2013 or 2014 japan did not have an ada equivalent okay it I mean, has not, that doesn't surprise me. It it was not as... Imp- so this is a newer thing for them. It has been less than 10 years since they have had any sort of disability advocation within their society. On a, fed- on a governmental level, I should say. That okay. is not to say about the individual Japanese people or their individual prefectures or anything like that. From a federal level, they have had no... Up until a time when you... Were, you were in drinking age at that time, Chris. 2011? 2013, 2014. You could drink before Japan had an ADA law on the books. Accessibility is not, is not something that has as much consciousness in Japan as it does in the U.S. Remember, their development team is Japanese. Mm-hmm. So this is something that we need to make sure that we're advocating with them. Mm-hmm. And so much of the world has a patch, as I said earlier, a patchwork crazy quilt of disability compliance that it's difficult to know what you need to do. I am certain the EU has more stringent disability protections and compliance protections than the u.s does oh i can guarantee it which is one again one of the reasons brexit was stupid because now the uk doesn't have those (laughs) so are they compliant with all of those things i don't think i probably not they're probably not they're probably Probably not. not so where do they set their where do they set their accessibility guidelines at? Do they set it at the midpoint, you know, the US? Do they set it at the bottom point, Japan? Do they set it at the top point, the EU? I mean, realistically, then, it makes the most sense to set it at the top point. The most because then you're, it, 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 yeah, it follow the most follow stringent, most and then you're covered point. everything else. Yes. But who's there to enforce that? <clears throat> the internet police. Yeah, that's about it. Is the internet police? <laughs> she's not wrong. Police? It was it was a joke, but she's not fucking wrong. Yeah, I know. Who and who are the internet police? Karens. <laughs> Karen. And Kevin's. Gavsmo. <laughs> Guess what? We are the internet police. Unfortunately. I don't want that responsibility. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, until, until there's a one world government, we are the internet police. And for our specific uh, governmental agencies within our jurisdictions to bring it up and submit and uh, sustain complaints that, hey, this thing doesn't meet accessibility guidelines. Mm. So if we wanted 
better accessibility guidelines for online spheres, mm -hmm. maybe some folks in the EU should be bringing this up a lot more aggressively. Maybe some folks in the U.S. should be bringing up the that stuff a lot more aggressively to the U.S. government. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's, funny. That. Um, that's funny. Yeah, that's no, funny. <laughs> but I think that I think that this is a issue that needs to be. It's multidisciplinary. It's intersectional. It's it's a, a really hard. It's a really hard thing to put one it's, action on. It's it's a very simple thing to say, oh, well, we just need to comply with it. Who do you comply with? Yep. Who's going to do it? Where's the team coming from? Who's, who's going to make sure it following? stays? Who's, who's going to make sure the standards are kept? It's, it's... I'm not saying that it shouldn't happen. Because I believe very firmly it should happen. I believe that right now, regulatory spheres make it very difficult to happen. There is always going to be a lot of difficulty, but doing difficult things is still important. So it is up to everybody to make sure that we try to hold these people accountable for these things. Like I said, I know people that are differently abled and can't play games, or they can't play complex games, or they can only play very simple games, mm -hmm. or anything on that, in that whole realm. I know people that are discouraged from playing games because they have issues with colorblindness. I know people that are like this. I have a buddy who's got red-green, like the, the bog-standard red-green colorblindness. He has issues playing some games. Thankfully, there are some games that have the ability for him to do that. I think that institutionally, the problem needs to be addressed. I think... I think... the consumer level needs to take the action it needs to take. And I think that ultimately the corporate level, which I fucking say that, uh, the corporate level you hate needs it. to accept and understand that there are some limits that need to be pushed before action, before they take action. So yes, I, I am an, I'm a bit of an absolution, uh, absolutist. I believe very firmly that a rule is a rule is a rule. Mm-hmm. I am, I am one of those people. I'm just one of those people who says, rules, 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 rules. It doesn't mean that I have to accept the rules and be happy with them. It means that I'm still going to change. I'm going to fight for change on those rules. But you're going to follow them to the letter. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow them the letter of what they've said. Mm -hmm. Now, does that mean I'm going to not bend them or work around them or not pay attention to them? Selectively ignore what I, can, what I need to? Yes. Texas. There's a self-reporting thing now for abortions. So yep. it is citizen-enforced. So it is my responsibility that if I know somebody that's gotten an abortion, that I have to rat them out, and then I, have to, I can sue them for having an abortion. I'm not going to... What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you didn't know about this? Yeah, they get a ten thousand dollar payout for fucking ratting out someone who had an abortion, regardless of the reason that the abortion was had. Yeah, welcome to Texas, bitches. So, if a twelve-year-old girl is raped by her father and has an abortion to get rid of the child that her father fucking raped into her body, someone can sue that twelve-year-old child and get a ten thousand dollar fucking payout in Texas, and she is criminalized for it. Yeah, yep. welcome to fucking Texas. 
why our midterm elections that are coming up in the U.S. are very important. What? I'll I'll forward you a bunch of the pertinent articles, Chris. And that, the, the, what's even scarier, Chris, is that's not even the only fucking state. The 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 the, the states are like back in the fucking 1940s right now when it comes to shit. It, it's 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 unreal and mind-boggling and horrifying. Oh, actually, and Neff, I'm actually um, gonna cry. Actually, Neff. Um, actually, it's funny because in the 40s it was easier to get an abortion than it is in in Texas than it is today. Because until the ni- until 1973 in the moral majority, God damn it! This is I'm just gonna run down a whole fucking political shit right now. No, <sighs> can we can we change the subject? I'm gonna I'll I'll get off of it. But um, in 1970 the 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 mid 70s is when abortion became a very seriously criminalized thing in the U.S. Up until that point, there was a whole patchwork of laws that basically said this wasn't an issue of the state this was an issue of canon it was referred to as canon it's why the probability of roe v wade being overturned is fucking terrifying Mm -hmm. yep um so yeah but uh there's there's a lot of very strong people that are fighting this right now and i count myself among those people and if you're an american and you disagree with these things please contact your local government annoy the shit out of them you are within your rights to contact them their numbers are very blatantly posted everywhere there is a website that will give you both of your senators there is a website that will give you all of your congress people it will give you both their home offices and their congressional or senate offices please okay call them write them email them annoy the shit out of them make your voice heard and and people need to also remember roe v wade is not just strictly about abortions same sex same-sex sexual activity is based on roe v wade gay marriage rights are based on roe v wade there are so many things that if roe v wade crumbles they can crumble too it's because roe v wade specifically sets up stuff relating to the 14th amendment and your right to privacy um it's 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 a really weird kind of murky area but yeah oberfell um casey uh things like that are in danger and people are saying they're not, but they are. So if you're an American citizen and you very interracial strongly... marriage is another one that yeah. that can be affected by Roe v. Uh, Wade. So if you are an American citizen and you feel strongly about any of these kind of topics, please make sure that you contact your local government and make your voice heard because this is a democracy, uh, on paper at least. Just that. Um, I'm still in yep. shock. I'm sorry. What? Yep. Uh, just uh, advocating to our fellow Americans, to my fellow Americans, that they need to make sure that they are letting their voice be heard. Um, so uh, it's uh, getting back on topic. There is a lot of crazy quilt patchwork. We talked about that. So we need to make sure that we are advocating those of us who may not be within that sphere we need to make sure that we are advocating for the people that are in that sphere to make sure that their voice is heard so just because you don't need accessibility options in your games doesn't mean you shouldn't be fighting for accessibility options in your games you know as as they say you know if they came for the they came for the farmers and yeah, I didn't 
I did nothing because I wasn't a farmer, blah, 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 blah. You know, that whole, that whole old adage, you know. Uh, eventually it will come for you, so make sure that you are fighting for the other people that might not have the power at the moment to fight for themselves. Yeah, sorry. Fuck this one up, bring it up abortion. Yep. <laughs> fuck this one way the fuck up. Kevin is going to listen to this episode and fucking lose his mind. I was going to, before before we had this, before this conversation severely tangented, um, I was, I was going to say, we've sat here for an hour and a half and talked about accessibility and it's been really, really good. I don't know what to say now. <laughs> Gav brings up the abortion bounty. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's what it's what happens when you let populists and nationalists run your country. Unfortunate, and it is not a uniquely American problem. Everybody needs to be well aware of it. Canada and Scotland have their own. Uh, Scotland's yeah, but they're not in power. <laughs> Scotland's Scotland's nationalism is a bit more focused on independence from the UK. So y'all are fine for the moment. Also, clarify, Scotland's Nationalist Party wants to be part of Europe and encourages people to move to Scotland and show their culture. That is the difference. I am speaking of nationalism in the broad sense, Christopher. I am speaking. I am not speaking of your specific political party. I'm just I'm speaking I'm, of nationalism in the broad I'm sense. I'm still in shock about the abortion thing. What the mm-hmm. fuck? I will. I will forward yep. you the pertinent uh, the pertinent laws that are on the books. And last, Sorry. And last week, mm. we, last week we shocked you with the you can't say gay in Florida. Yep. <sighs> Do you not remember, remember that, that one? Was I here for that? Yeah, you were. Yeah, but you, you, you can't you can't talk about being gay in Florida yeah. for for kids. Oh yeah, the kids. Yeah, Fuck, yeah. Jesus Christ! Will someone yeah. please think of the children? <sighs> yep. I think blue. I think right now the main problem. It's not that the U.S. is a third world country. It's that the U.S. has allowed. Um people to project their own beliefs onto the broad spectrum rather crazies. than having their, be- having their beliefs be their beliefs. <laughs> crazies. Their beliefs need to be everyone's belief in their world. Crazy which people. Is something, which is something that we, <laughs> which is something that I and my fellow Americans need to ensure that just because things were going well enough doesn't mean you shouldn't always be fighting. You should always be fighting. You should always fight for your rights. You should always fight for the rights of those around you. You should always fight for the downtrodden. You should always fight for those who can't fight for themselves. I will stop there for fear of launching into a screed about all sorts of other shit. But long story short, I think that accessibility options, trying to dial this back in, Accessibility options are something that all of us need to ensure are. We need to ensure that everybody has the ability to engage and enjoy what they want to engage and enjoy in. Agreed. So this whole thing has just been a uh, has just been a subtle, a subtle 
you know, gaming veneer over, you know, like homosexual rights and things like that in the U.S. and trans rights and all that kind of stuff, right? Because that's basically the, what this, this whole, whole fucking conversation thing, has been. This whole thing has just been a everyone deserves, everyone needs to be able to have access to everything that they should have be able to have access to. And yeah, this whole thing has just been a, a veneer of that. Yes. Yeah. It's funny, isn't it? When you this start entire this? episode has just been a everyone deserves to have to have the, what they deserve to have. Just it's it's funny, isn't it? When you start talking, because I knew that I knew that this was a thin veneer. When we start, when you suggested this, when you when when we started talking about accessibility stuff, when you suggested mods as an accessibility tool, I was like, ah, fuck, I gotta watch my mouth and not start talking about fucking American politics. That's, fuck that's... me, because this is just a Later. fucking mirror image. <sighs> I mean, you can talk about it. It's just everybody else in the podcast is going to shit on them because you're the only American here right now. Yeah. yeah I, I always warn people, the U.S. thought they were safe. Just because your country is currently safe doesn't mean you can be complacent. No, I completely agree. Just because right now Canada or Scotland has a reputation of being a free and friendly and open place doesn't mean that in five years in 10 years in 20 years in 40 years your country's not going to go down the same route so always be vigilant and fight for your rights okay um we all do a lot of shit talking on america but you know everybody has everybody everybody makes mistakes everybody has it's those how days. Everybody has those days, yeah. It's how the people around you react to those mistakes that determines what goes forward. And how you yourself react to those mistakes. So I think we're pretty much done with that accessibility bullshit at this point. I don't think that we're going to be able to have a uh, coherent conversation where you don't sit there and go, well, everything he said could also be applied to trans rights. Everything he said could be also <laughs> applied to just LGBT rights in general. Mm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, have I went through every single, have I, have I mentioned every single one of my articles? Have I? So there's uh, not a random one. The most requested feature you have not. I did while you were to well, while you were Google while you were googling. Uh, okay. yeah, that yeah. one, that yeah. one, and the Mr. Happy one. I did while you were googling. Okay. Then yes, I've done all the things. Cool. Do you <laughs> still want to do this thing at the bottom? <laughs> I mean, this is I'm what I was sure. This is what I was thinking about doing, like as a sort of jumping off point for a great grander conversation but at this point we're pretty much done oh boy oh boy we've uh we, we've died we've dove into some shit we went right into the trenches today so. yeah we did uh, i mean we've been live for an hour and 40 minutes yeah. yep yeah, about 10 minutes of that to start with was uh just so uh, that's an hour and a half of us saying talking about accessibility hmm? I am fine with calling it there if the mood has been sufficiently uh, shattered. Harsh. 
if the mood has been sufficiently harsh at this point, I am okay with calling it there. Um, there is always more things that I can talk about. Uh, God. <laughs> but I, in, in the interest of, you know, keeping a conversation civil and not just being like going ham on it, I think it might be on the better side to go ahead and call that here. Yeah, I think we had unless some good anybody, conversation. Unless anybody's got anything specifically they'd like us to talk about, includes folks in the chat over on Twitch. Um, uh... I don't really think that there's too much more that we can launch in on at this point. Um, I will say Crash. I was not trying to deflect off of the points that you brought up. I think that the points you brought up are valid. Uh, you know, relating to just because you're only dealing with out of a hundred people, you're dealing with ten percent of your uh, your 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 player base or your customer base. You know, that doesn't uh, that doesn't uh, that doesn't mean that you're allowed to disparage or you know remove the accessibility. Um, Crash says points no, no, beat counterpoints. Oh yeah, no, I 100%, because uh, the thing is, I do agree with the thrust of what you're saying. With, 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 with the overall thrust of what you're saying, I do agree with it. I do think that accessibility option, is, I think that there is a baseline of accessibility that needs to be met. And that there is no baseline current. And there's no enforcement method for that baseline. And I think those are important things that we handle but uh crash that... also i'm judging you for suggesting i make tea in the microwave the fuck <laughs> yeah that, that one ain't gonna win here buddy um but yeah just wanted to go ahead and go through that real quick um anybody else have anything else to add for the day my nose is sore from blowing it so much <laughs> You are ill. You need to rest. Totally um, unrelated, but I just thought I'd throw that out there. Um, I, know I need to. Says, I need to disappear in eight minutes. Yes, hot dog says. By the way, that we didn't minutes. bring up grinder enough. Oh yes, we're we're you're we're supposed to talk about grinder. So, uh, what 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 does your grinder profile look like? Uh, like your face. I Handsome never got around. Then, I, I never got around to making one to find him. <laughs> Good. Rude. Um, what rude that I didn't get around to doing it? Oh, rude thing you were going to. Rude thing you were going to. Oh, Neth, honey, of course I'm going to. Neth, remember, you're going to have to spoof. You're going to have to spoof your GPS location so it shows you there. Uh, uh, yeah. Grinder is a GPS based. Grinder is GPS based. So it will show you the people in your area. Oh, okay. So you will need to spoof your GPS okay. data to show that you are in his part of Scotland. Okay. See, Chris, that was nice. I didn't say where exactly in Scotland. I know where exactly in Scotland he is. I know, but I was being polite to like, Chris down and not to the street. She literally knows down to the street. <laughs> um, so, like, um, I, could, I could literally show up on his doorstep and be like, hey! I would never do that. Let me just say that I would kill somebody if they did that to me. No, no, no. I'll just, I'll, I'll just book a stay. Oh, I, I, a hundred percent intend to stay at the inn. A hundred percent intend to stay at the inn. 
stay and just show up as the most loudest fucking annoying ass American as I possibly could. <laughs> they've, it, they've dealt it, with it, plenty of loud ass and annoying Americans. It is legit on the bucket list of travel places for me and Spawn now to stay at the end. Cool. Oh, look at that. Adorable. Uh, <laughs> um, but yes, I... At the end <laughs> of the day, the only other thing I've got to put in here is that make sure that you're on the right side of history. That's it. Yep. There's no other better uh, way to say that. Yep. Uh, anybody else? Nah, you already took the best line. Okay. Yep. Okay. Alright. Well, folks, Sorry, that I'm is going to be that is going to be our show for this week. Uh, to talk to us at any point during the week, you can find us on Twitter. Uh, the show is at Coast to Coast EU. Uh, Kevin is at Swing Cat. That's with a K, not a C. Uh, Chris is at Akari underscore Lich, uh, L-I-C-H. I, of course, am at Gavril underscore E-T. At some point, I will update that Twitter handle. Um, that's two I's and a single L, Gavril. Uh, Neth is at Neth Winch. Um, send us feedback. Give us an email. E feedback at tctceu.com. That's I love TC emails. Send me emails. TCTCEU. So, the Coast to Coast Expanded Universe. I do need okay. to speak to you guys because I do want to get rid of the extra two. I'm paying um, for the domain. Join, I want to get rid of it. <laughs> join us live on Saturdays when we record and stream the show here on twitch.tv slash ctct. C-T-C-E-U. That is Coast to Coast Expanded Universe, not the Coast to Coast Expanded Universe. It's Coast to Coast Expanded Universe. For links to today's show uh, and for a link to our Discord, you can visit the website at tctceu.com. Uh, shoot us a review, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, however it is that you put uh, you put these propagandist words into your brain holes. Um, say, gaming is for everyone. Boys and girls. Gaming is for, for everyone. everyone. Fucking roll that goddamn drop. Hit that face <laughs> drop, Kevin. <laughs> uh.